All right, well, hey, everybody. Welcome to the in Doubt Show. Welcome. we got a fantastic program today. Lots to dive into. It's going to be a great program for you. We have a great guest. Um, a few things we want to just let you know. If you can like, subscribe, do those. That actually helps a lot with the algorithms, gets this word, gets this program in front of people. So we really appreciate that. If you're listening on Audio World, Spotify, Apple, we encourage you to put a rating as well. Leave a review. That helps us uh, significantly. Um, great program. We're going to dive right in. Uh, Chris, how you doing? I'm doing great. Yeah? Yeah. Doing well? Um, you know, I uh, just had a third child. Yes, you did. <laughs> I just had a third yeah. child, so I'm doing fantastic. Yes. We had a baby girl at home, and it was like the best thing ever. But this is my first time kind of back in a little bit. Yeah, I know. Yeah, we're and, happy uh, to have you back. Someone came up to me at church, in our kids' church. I don't really know them super well, but they said, hey, uh, congratulations. And I'm like, did you get like an email news, or do you just tell by the bags under my eyes? I'm like, oh, yeah, it's a couple <laughs> extra bags. Oh, yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool. So you know that I have. Okay, that's cool, 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 cool. Um, anyways, uh, I'm excited to be uh, in the room with some absolute legends. First, uh, third chair guest. So when you hear, well, here's our third chair guest. It'll take us on a journey through his life and his life. With this podcast, Another no-show? Apparently. That's interesting. This is a this is a common yeah common occurrence here. This is a little bit. Uh, I mean, you literally just had a baby, and I'm still here. Yeah. This guy is just. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. You I mean, know what? Not you yourself. Well, I contributed a little, very little. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> I'll stop before I get. Uh, in trouble here, but uh, let's just introduce our guest. I'm yeah. excited. Luke Friesen, Northview Church. How's it going, buddy? It's good. This it's is good. awesome, it's good to be man. Here. I'm excited so pumped. To be here. Man, I'm so pumped you're here. It's going to be a good time. And I'm sorry that our third chair guest, you know, yeah, I mean, yeah, you come okay. all the way out here. I drove a long time. Yeah. That was about 10 minutes. Ten, yeah. yeah. There wasn't much traffic. Yeah. So. Oh. <clears throat> I'll come back later. I'll come back, I'll come back later. <clears throat> Again, man. <laughs> <laughs> I told you what I would be. <laughs> yeah, you said a couple minutes. <clears throat> it's a couple. I was oh. Andy. Uh, Andy, he, he, I was outside. No, you I was were here not. For, I, I was. I was here. Guy showed up two hours early. For no I drove way. ten minutes to get here. <laughs> this is yeah. Two hours. We're done now. Actually, yeah. We just. Done, it was a yeah. good episode. <laughs> no, yeah, there was some wisdom. That Dang it! <laughs> Unreal, man. We were gonna. Okay, re- well, I'll just go home. Then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See you later. Thanks so much for nothing. <laughs> no, I'm always disappointing, Andrew. It's true. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. It's just- <laughs> no. <laughs> do you want to? We can do this right now. We can do this right now. Yeah. He okay, used to be the video. He used to be the video let's guy. Hash it out wow. here for six years. Okay, and then and you know, I mean, clearly, <laughs> clearly, it didn't work out. It didn't work out. <laughs> wow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> We so built the show <laughs> together. <laughs> oh, no, that's so funny. Um, well, well, I peaked there a lot, so yeah, I tried yeah, to like yeah. <laughs> bring it back a bit. Uh, he oh. was here for six years, and then uh, he does his full time company with videography. Mm. And then Marcus well, came, and that's why you're late. 
He's like, yes. you know what? Why yes. do I care anymore? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, my sister just had a kid this morning. My mom had another child. Uh, Your mom was, had another I child. Local, okay. I was at the local orphanage. I was helping the kids there too. Right. All yeah. in one morning. So, so you're really just, you're busy. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, that, that explains dude, it. Dude, congratulations. Thanks, That's man. That's so awesome. <laughs> I, I, was, I was standing back there. I'm like, yeah, we had a baby girl, let's man. Go. We had a baby girl. Yep. It's I knew you guys up. were pregnant, but... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know when when the the due date was the due yeah. date was so that's all. What's, you know what? Well, okay, okay. Here, let me just tell you one I knew thing. Andrew was pregnant. Let me, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you what. It's twenty twenty four. Great, careful, now. bro. Careful. Um, <laughs> no. um, so uh, let me tell you one thing though. Um, we uh, you know we delivered baby at home. Everything was really great, but. I feel bad for baby number three mm. because you know, babe, when we had our first child, we like had a professional photography and mm. showed like the birth announcement. And it was like such a big deal. Mm -hmm. And then second baby, we had a friend actually like draw a picture of us, like oh, wow. expecting, mm. and then we had like a big announcement on Facebook, whatever. Baby number three, I posted our car for sale because <laughs> we needed a van. And it says, you know, local, no accidents, 80,000 kilometers. It's still available, by the way. So if you're watching, you're looking for a Nissan Rogue, let me know. It's a fantastic car. And uh, no accidents, all these different things. And at the bottom, reason for sale. We're expecting a third child, and there's no room for three seats. That's, three that's car how you seats. let everybody know. And everyone's like, congratulations, congratulations. And everyone's like, and I'm like, did I not? I didn't, <laughs> I didn't post this. <laughs> you did. So the third one, I feel mm. bad. It's like she was announced at a car ad, <laughs> at the end of a car ad. Wow, that's good. That's hilarious. that's the reality, though. I yeah. think as the more kids, yeah. you know, just like, oh yeah, it's like, oh, you're just running across the street. Yeah, it's well, fine. It's just traffic. Do you guys have all three at home? No, this is the first time home birth. Oh, okay, that's special. There it was very, dude. It was all very right. special, there and it go. happened mm -hmm. on January seventeenth in the middle of the snowstorm. Wow. Yeah, and the kids slept through the whole thing. Wow. And you missed all this because you were <laughs> with, at the <laughs> orphanage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> can't blame him for that. Yeah, that's that actually, what, a, what a blessing. What a blessing. Yeah, and his mom just had a kid. So. Oh, yeah, <laughs> like, my mom he's, he's an uncle again. <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, yeah. and a, and he's a brother. brother. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big okay, day. That's a big day. Uh, I didn't <laughs> say the gender of my, <laughs> my Your child? My sibling. Oh. <laughs> my sibling? No. Okay. Oh. I'm just kidding. Anyways, <laughs> uh, we should get... So speaking of... Siblings, uh, we're talking about hardship today. <laughs> oh, <laughs> well, no, yeah. it's no, hard, man. No, it's, I had three siblings. Fair. That makes sense. Yeah, are you? The, yeah, where are you in the? I'm the middle. You're the middle. I have an older Same. brother, and then twin sisters. Blow. You guys me. are both middle kids. Wow. What, what about you? The youngest. I have an older brother. Oh, just one other brother. Yeah, okay, yeah. Marcus. Do you, oh, you have two, two. Yeah. Are you? Where are you in the? I'm the middle. Middle. So we got middle, middle, middle. What? what you're. Well, I'm just one. Uh, one older sister. Oh, yeah. Well, What's it like being a middle child? It's I the hear. best. It's the best. Yep. <laughs> this guy's like, yeah, it's good. I yeah, no yeah. complaints. I don't know if it's the best. But you're the favorite. Well, I was the favorite, so oh. then the guess oh. why is yeah, I so. was looked down upon. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> just what about for you, Marcus? Being in the middle, you just fly under the radar. Yeah, that's true. Mm. You can get away with a lot of stuff. Probably, I, I feel like my second's radar. gonna get a lot of uh, just sneak into a lot of things and Ooh. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just the forget, reality. Forget they're there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, hey, how's this? It's like it's like Buster. Like, <laughs> it's like you've been here this whole time. Um, all right, so we got a great program. Uh, I want to just a couple of things we need to just quickly go through, and then we're going to dive into the conversation. Uh, we have a free resource for you if you go to indoubt.ca. 30 Days of Prayer, a book that's offered for free for the month of February. So if you go there, I have the promo code. Remember, it was like DOP30. Is that what it was? DOP30. The promo code is online. That sounds right. Yeah. yeah. 
day, days of prayer 30. Yeah. So go there. The promo code is there. You get a free book. Uh, that's all for the month of February. So that's going to nourish your prayer life and it'll be a blessing to you. So you can go there, get it. Also, in doubt insiders, uh, if you would want to partner with us, become monthly partners. It could be a dollar, two dollars a month, whatever it is. You get some uh, good resources. You get 20% off the store, a bunch of other stuff. And so we encourage you to do that, support the ministry as we continue to bring truth and life into um, into today's culture um, <clears throat> and today's world. Uh, we have a breaking news update. I don't know if you guys just heard that. There's a breaking news. Did you guys hear that? Or is it just me hearing stuff? This is crazy. So we're talking about hardship today, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of stuff going on around the world. And this is an article that just came out talking about uh, what's to come economically in 2024. Um, the pace of layoffs in 2024 mm-hmm. is taking a spike, and they're projecting that 38% of U.S. companies, and Canada always follows, anticipates that they will conduct layoffs in 2024. 52% are likely to implement a hiring freeze. And then also, there's another study that just came out. Nike has announced a $2 billion cutback. And so there's so many things happening in big companies, small companies, a lot of companies closing down. Uh, we're seeing this huge economic crash. Also, the majority of, Can- uh, of Americans, again, Canada is pretty similar, um, discovered that 56% of U.S. adults do not have enough money to handle an unexpected expense of $1,000. So, you know, Dave Ramsey, Ramsey Solution, he talks about having a $1,000 emergency fund. 56, more than half um, don't even have an emergency fund. And so this is going to be a pretty challenging year. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I'm so happy 2023 is over. Now we can like get into this as if January 1st. And we talked about this with Brent Smith. Like, you know, January 1st comes as if that means that everything's going to just change and be great. Mm -hmm. But just by the looks of it, it's going to change and be worse it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna be pretty challenging Sorry. it's gonna be pretty ch- and we laugh because if we don't laugh we'll cry um but we it's need, it's gonna be we need phil calloway here we need phil calloway need him right now we need to laugh again laugh we need to laugh again we need to laugh again right um but it's, it's gonna be pardon blue telephone. <laughs> yeah blue tell yeah if we can get a blue telephone to call phil that's actually um, hilarious Genius. Marcus is a genius, folks. He writes a lot of our that's material. Why that's why he's the new video. That's why he's, he's, the, new video. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's why why he's the new video. And he always sh- shows up on top. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> wow. Anyways. I got really, my name really got dragged through the mud. <laughs> yeah. Can we, should we sort through this right now? Why am I even we... here? <laughs> Do you guys even like me? <laughs> no. We love you, bro. Um, this is the reality. 2024 is going to be, it's going to have its challenges. Mm-hmm. Even, yeah, I think it was yesterday we were talking about. Um, you know, U.S. soldiers being killed, and mm-hmm. there's just this this World War Three seems to be coming closer and closer. It doesn't seem like it could be that far off. It yeah, seems like it actually, could happen. It could actually happen. Yeah. And so, what does that mean for mm-hmm. us? And and how do we find our hope? And so, we want to talk about hope through hardship today, mm-hmm. because as believers, uh, no matter what comes our way, through the economy, inflation, house prices, food prices, all the different stuff, rumors of war, um, we have this hope. And so, yes, 2024 is going to be challenging, but we have something we can lean on. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we want to unpack today. Um, so before we dive into all things and we kind of go through hardship, tell us, Luke, a little bit about, for those who are listening or watching mm-hmm. on YouTube, tell us a little bit about who you are, your mm-hmm. ministry life, uh, what you're doing now at the church. Yeah. Uh, my name is Luke. I work at Northview Community Church. I've been there uh, basically my whole life. My dad was a pastor. 
Uh, I've been working in youth ministry, high school specifically yep. for yep. the past 12 years. Yeah, okay. Cool. So been paid by the church for 10 of it. Yep. Uh, so went to CBC uh, and then now at Northview doing my thing. 12 years in youth ministry, bro. Yeah, yeah. It's been a wild ride. Became a Christian after high school and yep. then basically went and right into ministry. Wow. After that. God. So, hmm. yeah. Married. Yep, married. married. Uh, this is uh, this July, five years. Five years. Yeah. Come on, bro. Yeah. 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 So Love it. Proved all my youth kids wrong. They said I was going to be single Suckers. forever. <laughs> I know. Was so. Yeah. But yeah, that's a little bit about me. And you met at the church? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, her dad's an elder. Okay, cool. So yeah. we were considered Northview royalty for a bit. Come on. <laughs> so we're in the presence of royalty, folks. That, that's, yeah. Northview. Exactly. North, well, yeah. that's exactly. That's like it's a high kingdom. That's a high uh, kingdom. It's a big kingdom. That's a big kingdom. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it's amazing. A kingdom. <laughs> <laughs> not related, though. We're no, not. Just kidding. Me and my yeah, wife are okay. not related. You that checked, happens. That did happens. you check on ancestry? Like, well, she's she's not a man. Cross my mind. Oh, I thought that was the Mennonite joke. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's hilarious. No, but no, it happens. I had friends. They're both Tysons. They got married. They their first date Mennonite Museum. Check it out. Wow. See if they're related. That's hilarious. and they weren't. <laughs> and they were cousins. No, they were. No, no, oh my! <laughs> they weren't. I no, thought you were saying no, they, they found out after. Related. I'm like, no. oh my goodness. No. <laughs> okay. Thank no, the Lord. And then there's people uh, like they're actually related and got married. But they like didn't know. Fifth, not until they got married, like fifth cousins or whatever, twice removed, or I don't know how the removed things work. But yeah, but what would you guys do if you found out years later? Just uh, what can tough. you do? Like, you can't do anything. I, I, yeah. Well, in Canada, I don't think it's illegal to marry your cousin. So even fifth? No, no cousin, cousin. Oh yeah, but like, what about fifth cousin? That's more legal. That's, yeah. more, that's yeah. more legal. The, the further away you get, the, that's more the more legal it gets. The more <laughs> legal it gets. It's like kind of legal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. God bless Canada. Um, speaking of Canada, we want to talk about hardship today. <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, oh, but so one more thing. Yeah, yeah. During, speaking of hardship, you know, COVID happened, all that happened. You guys were doing church online. Mm. And um, <laughs> is, this, is this where we're doing it? I feel like, you know what? Chris, yeah, is oh, you guys go to the same church. We you, do. You guys go to the same church, right? Right, right, right. right. Wait, which, which campus? I which, go to Central. Central, oh, okay. campus. so yeah, and you're at a different campus. I'm, well, I'm I'm over the high school ministry of all three. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, yes. But yeah. I I try to visit Central yeah. once a month. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen him there. Yeah, before. But but Chris was very excited to I have was, you on the program really because stoked. he's actually a huge fan. Yes, I am. And, no, I'm not joking at all. I'm actually in legit. I'm legitimately in no way joking. Um, you might remember during COVID, because uh, you were talking about dancing on TikTok. Was I? You were just talking about that before oh, we yeah, pressed yeah, record. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. So I was like, oh, like speaking of which, <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Yeah, there he is, guys. The white tee <laughs> in the yeah. white tee. Yeah. This this made my Sunday mornings every single week. Yo, look at those moves! I affectionately call you finger guns. Finger guns. <laughs> That's good. So, they tricked me into doing that. It was crazy. They have, they, to, tr they have to trick everybody into doing that. <laughs> Who no, does? They, Nobody no, does. wants to they, do that. There's people that they pay to do that. They uh, tricked me. They got uh, me good. They so said, they didn't actually send you a check. No, I didn't get paid at all. <laughs> no money on the royalties. How much that thing gets played? Yeah. I've seen none of that. Probably dozens of 
times. Every oh, Sunday, people well, still well, watch it. Yeah, I, dude. I do. Yeah. <laughs> Chris was like, Every dude, Luke, like the Luke yeah. Friesen, like royal Luke Friesen is on the show. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he got like a t-shirt if you can sign it after. It's like yeah, a yeah, white yeah, tee. Yeah, yeah I went home right, and I was yeah. like, kids, finger guns is on the <laughs> And they're like, who? That's so funny. All right. Yeah. All right. So Oh, that's so good. This is a perfect segue that to was important because <laughs> online church was very hard. Yeah. Um, and we're past that now. But you segued that beautifully, by the way. <laughs> Thank that you. Was, that was But the hardships are still here. We're yeah. meeting in person, but there's still hardships. Mm-hmm. And so um let's dive in to the conversation. Um, 2024 is going to, of course, come with many challenges. Again, we see wars, we see inflation, cost mm-hmm. of living, all these different things. Mental health, too. Um, that has skyrocketed. How can young people get prepared for what is to come? How, do you, mm-hmm. how would you encourage them to cling to hope? Yeah, I think the, the, what we need to cling to is something that doesn't change. Right, mm-hmm. like because every like what what you said there is like so many things are changing yeah. all the time for yeah. people. Yeah, whether it's like wars or inflation, the housing, or just like for kids to actually just go in and get food. Yeah, like it is crazy expensive yeah. compared to when even when I was in high school. Yeah, right. Like I'd get I'd get, literally get a a McDouble for ninety nine cents. Bro, those were the glory days. And now they're lot. spending like a two dollars. Yeah, it's unbelievable actually. And How they're we, and they're smaller. The, mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So it's like what what. What do we teach our people to cling to? Yeah. Do we teach them to cling to being like, hey, you know what? You're going to graduate from high school or graduate from college. You're going to get a house. You're going to get yeah. uh, the wife, the kids. The, you're going to have all these things. And I think sometimes we teach incorrectly of like, what, do you, what is actually the outcome of following Christ? Mm. And so we need to pursue something <clears throat> that doesn't change. Because if we pursue houses, that will, that will wreck yeah. us. Yeah. If we pursue financial freedom, that's going to wreck us. Yeah. If that is what we're pursuing in this life, we'll never be satisfied. Yeah. And so how do we teach people to cling to something that is a foundation, something that, and repeated in scripture, shows of like, hey, if you follow this, you will still be on solid ground. Mm-hmm. So how do we teach them to cling to Jesus, the one who will never fail? Right? Like Hebrews talks about Jesus is the same yesterday yep. as today and forever. Like Jesus doesn't change. Yeah. And so how much more comforting it is to cling to someone who doesn't change? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good word. That's a good word. Yeah. And what are some like I mean, obviously we we do that in community. We mm-hmm. go to church, we learn, mm-hmm. we're in the word. Mm-hmm. Um I find that, you know, I can easily just scroll through news yep. and just I go down these bad rabbit holes. Um <laughs> What advice would you give young yeah. people who are just they're just they're viewing all the things mm-hmm. that are mm-hmm. causing the anxiety and causing mm-hmm. the fears? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What do you fill yourself with? Yeah, right. Like, because if 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 you spend all your time on on TikTok and yeah. Instagram and yeah. or what's called like doom scrolling, if you just doom scroll, yes. mm-hmm. like of course, like the natural outcome of that is not going to be like I feel great about myself. Yeah, <laughs> I just spent five hours of my life doing productive things. Yeah, it's like so. How do we actually have the spiritual practices of life? that show how we cling to Jesus. Yeah. So I don't think we talk about like the spiritual practices of life. Yeah. Of like how do we deny ourselves and follow him? Yeah. So do we talk about like fasting? Do we talk about the actual practice of Sabbath? Mm-hmm. Do we talk about like Bible reading or prayer or what you said community and fellowship? Like do we just have superficial friends? And so, like, we have so many, the Lord has been so kind to us to not leave us alone, hmm. but yet so much of the time we keep isolating ourselves hmm. to be alone. Yeah. Like, oh, you wow. see, the natural the natural thing for us as people 
is to what? Like isolate, mm-hmm. like all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I see in my high school students, they're like, I know I should see people, but I'm just going to sit in my bed yeah, and look through reels or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the spiritual practices are put here for a reason. There's what's called means of grace, mm. that there's certain things the Lord has put in place for us to grow in our uh, salvation, mm-hmm. to grow in our love for Christ. And yet we think we don't have to do those things, that it's just going to naturally happen. Yeah. Being a Christian. Yeah. It's like uh, if you want to get big muscles and you're all you're doing is watching NASCAR. Like how how does that correlate? Where yeah, God actually yeah. gives means of graces how to grow in your confidence and in your yeah. hope in the Lord. Yeah. Here are the ways. Yeah. And Paul even talks about it often in the New Testament of just relating it to athleticism mm-hmm. and it's like a discipline mm-hmm. and it's hard. You totally. Gotta, you know, the spiritual journey is not just yeah. Sit and relax. It's like no, you got to actually put the effort, mm-hmm. do the things to grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. But how do you how do you get someone who's like maybe daily doom scrolling? Like, what I, I guess because it's an addiction. Yeah, it, it's like it's like how yeah. do you get okay? How do you get out of it? Because like yeah. totally like there's there's mm-hmm. some students I'm sure that are like yeah, you, yeah. you should do this. Yeah, this is yeah. what you're doing. Totally. But it's like just telling them that isn't mm-hmm. gonna right. Right. So yeah, how well, you can't force them to do it. Totally, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think a lot of it is like, where is your heart at? Mm-hmm. Like what is what what is the reason you're doing this? Mm-hmm. Why do you think this will give you satisfaction? Mm-hmm. Which I think we don't think about enough is like we just do the things because we want to do the things and we don't why? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why do you doom scroll? What are you trying to find on there that you think you will get? Mm-hmm. And so once we start unpacking mm-hmm. what is the purpose of you doing those things? We can actually start to get somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, if you listen to like Tim Keller preach at all, uh, he did such a great way of being like culturally relevant and diagnosing the heart problem yeah. behind the outward sin because yeah. the problem isn't doom scrolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's there's a there's an inward action that is wrong. Is there a common inward action? Like, I mean, we all mm-hmm. also doom scroll. Mm-hmm. Yes, s- totally. some point. Like we're all looking at mm-hmm. our phones. Like, yeah, why are we? doing that yeah yeah i mean we even doom scroll in real life like yeah. we we just don't think about anything and let the world just kind of feed mm. us information mm. um i think uh, why do we do that yeah tim keller uh, speaks about two things he's like the root of all sin uh tends to be pride or fear hmm. pride of thinking you're better than what you are and then fear of people finding out you're not as good as what you say you are mm-hmm. and so in the the scrolling is the lack of uh, is the fear or pride of not wanting to put yourself out there, thinking people will reject you. So it's like, I'm not going to make plans with people. I'm just going to sit on my phone because this is safe. Mm. Like my phone likes me, right? Mm. My mm-hmm. phone gives mm-hmm. me what I want. Mm-hmm. Where if I go and say, hey, you want to hang out? I could get a no. Yeah, I could, I could get rejected. Yeah, and then, I, and then I find out I'm not as good as what I think I am. So here I am with something that actually fills me and makes me feel good about myself mm-hmm. temporarily. Yeah, and then it actually mm-hmm. causes. I mean, right. you see the. I mean, we talked about this before, like the use of cell phones, and mm-hmm. then the same curve of oh, yeah. anxiety and oh, depression and mental health. It's like they kind of yeah. There's a great book together. on that called iGen. Okay, I don't know if you guys read the book iGen. No, uh, by Gene. I'm gonna butcher Twangy. Okay. <laughs> Twangy. Yeah. That's better than Della Jambon. <laughs> Just Della. I don't even know how to say it's my like own a, last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she she writes in like this generation coming up and like how the correlation between like anxiety, depression mm-hmm. and suicide all in the rise of when the iPhone got created. Yeah, for sure. And you're like, that's crazy. Because I think it just kind of all goes over our head. Yeah. 
but yeah. it's it's real. Mm-hmm. The 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 phone, and this is what I help to try to talk to parents of like, be involved with your kids' lives yeah. with the phone. Yeah, don't just give them this black box and then yeah. expect these kids to do it well yeah i'm doing an experiment right now because it's very easy for and i remember when we were we didn't have kids and we'd go around and we'd see people like and their kids have like iphones or ipads i've had kids and i'd be like man i would i would i hate hate kids man okay you have a new sibling man just relax um and a nephew and a nephew or same thing so the orphans they they love you nacho okay name that movie none of them have ipads yeah that's true but you know what? I watched like a, a reel talking about doom scrolling um, yeah. the other day, and it was like this kid and this mom was saying, "Hey, look at this is my kid before he got an iPad, and he's like playing basketball outside, and he's smiling, and he's happy, and he's playing soccer, and doing all these fun mm-hmm. things. Then he gets an iPad, and it's like this is what happens after, yeah. and he's like tantrums and yelling and screaming and losing his mind. Mm-hmm. So there is something connected, and so yes, like totally when when uh, when my wife and I didn't have kids, and we'd see parents putting iPads for them and we used to judge those parents so hard and now we have kids who are like dude take it right. like, leave me alone <laughs> right. for like nine hours but now I'm realizing how damaging it's mm-hmm. been for my five year old and my two year like mm-hmm. it's not good yeah and so when baby three came it was easy for me to just say okay go watch Paw Patrol for the next 10 hours yeah Um, and I said okay no we're having no screen time and we just hung out the whole week mm-hmm. and we didn't want mm-hmm. I hid the remote TV didn't go on once, no phone, no nothing. Nice, and I'm nice. seeing the change yeah. in these kids That's good. after a week. Dude, one week, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. And I'm like, man, this is really yeah. damaging stuff. Totally. Like, we don't understand it's, uh, how... Dopamine. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Neural pathways, yeah, it's crazy. And so part of the hardships mm-hmm. of 2024, I think, mm-hmm. is the obsession and addiction with yes, technology. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because not only is that giving us the dopamine hits and all that stuff, but also the information we're getting mm-hmm. might not be... Mm-hmm. the right information we should be consuming. Mm-hmm. Yep. Imagine totally. if we were in the word that much mm-hmm. or we were, you know, totally just, it'd be mm-hmm. a game yeah, changer. Yeah, cuz like cuz with stuff like this, it's like uh it's like eating a fish. Yeah. With like the fish always have those tiny bones. Yeah. And the the media coming in is like you eating this fish and not picking out the bones. Yeah. Like you have to be so discerning yeah. when yeah. watching things. But yet so often what's the reason we watch things? Yeah. To like turn off our brains. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I just don't want to think right now. And it's like this brings hardship because now we're being fed all oh, these man. things from the doom scrolling or the reels or the TikTok, whatever it is, or yep. the news. Yeah. And we're just swallowing these fish bones. Yeah. And we're like, why do I feel so bad? Why am I so depressed? It's like, well, you have so many fish bones in you right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I've been there, man. Especially those yeah. tiny bones. Mm-hmm. Bro, I've had like I've just devoured mm-hmm. a fish like mm-hmm. probably a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, these had bones in it. This is gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> That was like biggest blood in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I think it's rare. Is it like not cooked? <laughs> no, that's not fit. fish. Element. <laughs> that's, okay. that's so funny. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, that was me. one of my biggest. Sorry, before we move on, that was one of my biggest mm-hmm. fears as a kid. My mom was like, don't eat the fish bones. You got to look for the fish bones or else you're going to die. <laughs> okay. But what a great yeah. picture of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just want to turn my, she my didn't brain say, off. She didn't say I would die, but. But like, turning the brain dangerous. off and just watching how dangerous mm-hmm. are all the things mm-hmm. we're consuming. We're just yeah. having a lot of yeah. fish. That's a great analogy yeah. because we're just taking it all in. Totally. And we're not really what's actually harming yeah. us. Yeah. And the reason I wanted to ask you about like, okay, how do you get somebody out of that? The motivation is because when you're like frying your dopamine receptors and you're just doom scrolling, mm-hmm. like, your motivation like... Oh, just plummets. Plummets. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. you don't want to do anything mm-hmm. else. Yeah. It's yeah. so hard to actually totally. get out of that. And yeah. this is why this is why it's so important you need help. And this is yeah. why mm-hmm. I like with my youth group, it's like... 
I love my leaders. Mm-hmm. My leaders are so great is because I mm. I push my leaders. Be like, you have to be the person who's like helping these kids. Yeah. Like so often these kids are not going to be like, hey, let's go for coffee. I have yeah. all these things I want to talk about and I really appreciate your wisdom in my life and I want to hear never. from you. <laughs> right, right, never. Right, never the never, case. Never. Never. There's like yeah. some kids who do that yeah. and I'm like, wow, that's because you're raised by really godly parents. Yeah. Mm. And they're like, they're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to meet with yeah, you. You're okay. You're yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. In fact, you meet with your other friends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for real. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to come to you with my life. problems. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, so yeah. Yeah. and so it's like, because there's kids who are just so apathetic Yeah. and I'm like, what we need to do is just help them yeah and what we are is we are just beggars who've been fed by christ mm-hmm. and pointing them to who can feed them yeah. like we ourselves are not saviors mm-hmm. we can't yeah. save anybody but yeah. jesus yeah jesus mm-hmm. has saved a lot of people and will continue to save a lot of people yeah so how do we yeah. point them to jesus and reveal mm-hmm. how how can we actually explain that jesus is better than doom mm-hmm. scrolling how mm-hmm. can we expl- actually explain that jesus is better than parties or yeah like looking at porn or whatever it is, whatever hardship is coming our way, whether it's self-inflicted or from the world, how can we say that Jesus is better? Yeah. I remember one time I was at a, I was getting credentialed to be a pastor and we went to visit West Side when Norm Funk was there. Mm-hmm. Legend, and, I love that oh, guy. Oh, dude, so yeah. sweet. Yeah. And one guy asked him, he's like, Norm, you work at like a, a church where there's like lots of wealthy people and all that kind of stuff. What do you say to the person who has the Lambo, has the car, like has, has everything? that they need Jesus. How do you tell that person? And Norm like like dead in the eye just looks at him and he's like if you if you don't think Jesus is better than a Lamborghini, then you shouldn't be a pastor. Hmm. And I was like that's right. Yeah. Like do we as like people who disciple people view Jesus as better? Like more yeah. worth it yeah. than these mm-hmm. for these kids to actually stop doom scrolling or yeah. are we fine with it? Yeah. So I think it's a lot of conviction about people who are disciplers as well. Yeah. Do you actually think that Jesus can change these kids' lives? Mm-hmm. These young people's lives? Do you think Jesus can actually give hope and hardship? Is he our hope and hardship? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of self-reflective also in that mm-hmm. and helping those kids pulling them out. You gotta model it well. Yeah. 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 So good. Okay. So with the and we talk about this, the bones. I want to kind of go back to that because, you know, we get a lot of misinformation and there's a lot of stuff that's online and mm-hmm. conflicting worldviews and all that kind yeah. of stuff. How can we help equip young people with critical thinking skills mm-hmm. and a solid biblical foundation to navigate that? Yeah, yeah. I think it's first, it's first like our, like as Brendan said, like modeling. Mm-hmm. So are we, are we actually actively yeah. pursuing Christ? Yeah. Are we actively thinking and discerning or are we turning our brains off? So once we start thinking things through mm-hmm. are, are that is going to help us become yeah. better and equip them. But then there's things, there's things out there of that are, are great. Um, I don't know if you guys have heard of a guy named red pen logic. Yeah. The red yeah. pen logic. That yeah. guy does great stuff. Yeah. yeah. And of like, how do you discern what media is saying and how do you find the fallacies in words? Uh, Cause so often I'll get kids talking to me mm-hmm. and they will follow incoherent arguments. Oh, and they'd be like, TikTok. right. Yeah. And like, it's, this is true. And I'm like, who told you this? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, some guy told me this. I'm like, what do you like? This is not real. This yeah. is not. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh my god, I could go off forever about that. Yeah. But but like, this is what we need to be careful of. Is mm-hmm. like, how do we we personally come alongside people and help them think critically through what people post? Yeah. Do we ourselves think critically of what people post? And so it's like, how do you walk through a logical argument? So like apologetics is great for this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's great courses you can take at like Biola yeah. called like Stand to Reason yeah. uh, by uh, Greg uh, Kokel. Yeah. Kokel, I think that's his name. Yeah. Like, the, like 
Stand to Reason has been great. Uh, Red Pen Logic, you can follow him on Instagram, and he gives like tools, and then he even asked curriculum as well. Uh, so stuff like that uh, is out there, and just being in the word. Yeah, Apologetics Canada as well. Oh yeah, is a great so, ministry. Andy shout- Steiger, fantastic. Yeah, shout out to them. Actually, that guy's in, so ripped. In doubt, it's going to do an in doubt. Li- oh, he's he's ripped. He's so strong. Yeah, he's so he's, strong. He's humble yeah. about it. So. He's very humble about it. Oh, he, he. Well, I'd say this to his face. He humble brags about it. Does, oh, he? does he? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, the tight shirts. Oh yeah. yeah, like you know, the guy he can he can he can pull it off and wear it. Yeah, he can. He's a good looking guy. Yeah, he is. Shout out Andy if you're watching. Yeah, and, shout uh, out Andy. We're gonna be at Apologetics Conference. Indel's gonna do a live episode. Uh, mm. Oh, that's so cool! Which is gonna be awesome. And we're gonna interview Dr. John Neufeld talking about what do we do with passages that oh, are just yeah. weird? How do we un- unpack them when they don't make sense? When the footnotes aren't enough? Do you get to ask the, what passages? Uh, they gave us some passages that they want us to kind of unpack. Some of them are just like super random. You get and, Elijah and the Bears. Uh, oh, oh, dude, that's a really that's a good, good one, one, man. That's that makes a as a bald man, I that know. makes me feel really good about that one. <laughs> vengeance, <laughs> yeah, vengeance is mine. Yeah. Says the baldy. Yeah. Um, yeah, so when people used to make fun of me at church for being bald, I'm like, hey, read that passage and come Think back and talk again. to me. Be careful, beware of the bears, because I will send them. <laughs> Andrew, but it'd be it would be Winnie, it'd be Winnie the Pooh. Though. <laughs> oh, I don't want to like, mess with I'm Pooh. here to. <laughs> yeah. hey, that's pretty good. Yeah, vengeance is mine. <laughs> um, <clears throat> for those in audio world, you don't know, but Marcus is sitting in the room with us and he's just kind of doing all the voices for us. But anyways, um, uh, yeah, I feel like this is just bang on. And I, and, I, and I worry for a lot of people who are getting a lot of the misinformation and clinging onto it as truth. How do we protect them? Because mm. I feel like everything is so like polarized, and if you say one thing, it's like, oh, you're like a yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's so good. it's so far right, yeah. far left. Yeah. Everyone's just like, it's, just they yeah. get angry Take for their everything. Phone and smash it in right. half. Seriously, like, I th- throw it out the yeah, window. Yeah, I think because <laughs> I think I see parents do both. Right, mm. the parents are like, no, I'm gonna get them right in there, and then I'm gonna pull them right out. Right. So it's like, what what is your view of like culture, mm. right? Do you do you view that culture is bad and we need to remove ourselves? So Christ like against culture, or is Christ like right. in and be among and be the kingdom inside? And it's like, so it's like basically a view. But I think a good question is like, is it your job to protect people? Like, is that is that like a biblical command to like protect people from the world? Hmm. Like, I don't, I don't think so. So mm-hmm. what, what is our job as Christians is to go, therefore, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them everything that I've commanded you, and therefore I will be with you always until the end of the age. Hmm. So our job is to actually make disciples, mm-hmm. not to protect disciples. Mm. So making <sighs> disciples, how we, how we do this is like, think about it like this. If, if, you, if you're training, I've never, I've never served, and I probably never will. I actually just, went, I just went snowboarding. I'm terrible. I'm so <laughs> sore. Anyways. Paddleboarding, wakeboarding, any of that stuff? Do you do any of that? Paddleboarding is fun I mean, and easy. I think anybody can paddleboard, right? right? Andrew's like, well, not for me. <laughs> it's actually very difficult for me to not do that. that. <laughs> oh, this is so easy. Anybody could do this. I mean, I did spend hundreds of dollars on paddleboard lessons. Oh, oh, oh. How do I stand again? Oh, oh. Ah! <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Just had PTSD. It's fine. All right. Continue. Uh, um, if you're if you're teaching a kid to surf, uh, 
and the the goal is to make them surf on their own, right? Is the first thing that you do is you give them like this huge 10-foot wave to go and learn on? Hmm. It's like, no, obviously not. If you're teaching a kid to surf, you're going to start them off like, just get on the board. Mm-hmm. Just feel comfortable, lay on the board, start paddling on the board. Okay, now just try standing up on the board. Now here's a little wave. Try this little wave. Like you're going to go again and again and yeah. again. And so... Uh, mm-hmm. If we're raising like kids from birth to like graduation, it's like, what are the little waves that you're going to help them mm-hmm. so that when college comes and people are asking you these big questions uh, of life or whatever, or these hardships come, mm-hmm. these huge waves, they're not going to look at them and be like, I can't, I don't yeah. know how, I can't, mm-hmm. I've never, I've never mm-hmm. learned how to surf like that. Yeah. Wow. Because they've just been protected from all the waves. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's the question, though. As a as a dad of young kids, mm-hmm. I find that like in the preschools and the kindergartens, like even Christian schools are giving some pretty sure bad, like the waves are mm-hmm. coming early for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. So there has to be some form of like yeah, you know, totally. They're too little. Yes. And the wave is a six foot wave. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not well, ready for well, it. What Jesus says is anyone who calls one of these little ones to stumble yeah. is better for them to get Tile a millstone, man. Right. Like that's crazy. That's crazy. Jesus just comes out and says, it's better for you to be dead yeah. than to lead one of these little ones astray. So it's very serious. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think, but Jesus isn't talking about protecting them. Yeah. He's talking about, are, are you deteriorating their faith? Hmm. And so like with this Christ and culture thing, it's not like, do I send my kids to private school or homeschool or public school? All three are good, viable options. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's a there's one of those that is yeah. like, don't you dare put your kids in public school. That's the devil or whatever. Yeah, or yeah. don't take your kids out of the public school because they're not supposed to be salt and light or whatever it is. You can make that decision as a parent. All yeah. three decisions are good. Yeah. Um, but I think I think it means it's like who's who is who is God put in your life right now? Your three kids as the main discipler. Hmm. Like first and foremost, like you have them to disciple. Yes, yeah. there's other people in your life, other people you get to meet. But for some reason, in God's sovereign plan, mm. He gave you three kids. Mm. He gave mm-hmm. you kids to lead mm-hmm. and yep. to disciple. And so, does that mean like they go to school and then you don't ask them anything about their day? Mm. You don't care anything of like what they learned in class? Like it's to sit down and being like, "Tell me, yeah, what did what did we learn today?" Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's starting these rhythms with these kids yeah, yeah. of like, how do you talk about what you've learned and to be reflective mm-hmm, to mm-hmm. saying, okay, did you swallow some bones today? Are some bones in your mouth today? Can we, maybe we need to pick some of those out. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's like our job is to like yeah. help dissect and being like, maybe yeah. there's some bones yeah. that we need yeah. to take out right now. Dude, yeah. there's some youth students that I work with and some of them are like, they're like in public schools and like, like they're fine. Yeah. Yes. Yes. They're so godly. Yeah. They're so they're they're and I'm like you got you got great parents. Yeah. That's the reason. Yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah. And the, and the grace yeah. of God. I'm like yeah, totally. and then you have other students that are in Christian school or homeschooled yeah. and they're not. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Well, well public and it's school because kids, of the parents. Yeah. Well, public school kids they have to actually make a decision oh, yeah. whether or not to follow Christ. Where kids at Christian school. Yeah. They don't really so have passive. to. They, yeah, they, they, well, can, they can be so passive. You can about be a it. passive Christian. That's mm-hmm. fine. No one's going to make fun of you or bully you. But mm-hmm. like yeah. at public school, you have to make the decision: Do you yeah. want to follow Jesus or not? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just yeah, I just wanted. To, I felt like you were kind of worried there for the, <laughs> but like as an encouragement to you, like yeah, no, it's dude, good. Like yeah, there are there are a lot of students yeah. that are like like exceptional yeah. in their yeah. faith, and yeah. they're in they're. In they're, the midst of it all, man. They're facing it in the yeah. public schools and they're like, yeah, yeah this is mm-hmm. yeah. this is what it is. This yeah. is where I'm called to. This is yeah. what, you yeah. know. And the thing is a reminder for parents, just be intentional. 
Yeah, being it is totally yeah. doable. Yeah, it is totally doable. Like it's not out of God's sovereign hand to being like you. You send your kids to public school. Yeah. What am I gonna do? I can't. I'm, I'm, my, hands you, my hands are tied. My hands are tied. Andrew, you tied my hands again. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? I thought you were gonna do like a little like Middle Eastern accent. You tied my hands again. <laughs> you know what? I don't even know what an Egyptian accent is. Uh, don't make me do it. It's basically like do it. Do what it, is? Do it, do it. It's basically like talking and clearing your throat at the same time. <laughs> huh? There's a lot of, <laughs> you know. So you, if you were to talk in like, English with an Egyptian accent, you're going. Ah, <laughs> uh, maybe that's a little over. <laughs> <laughs> For all my Egyptian uh, followers uh, who are watching. Are there uh, lots? No. Oh, okay. just my mother. Um, <laughs> but, just uh, my mother? <laughs> but, uh, oh, my dad watches too. Okay. Uh, anyways, uh, so we talk about, there's, there's this hardship with technology, with, you know, schools and this misinformation mm-hmm. and all these bones. There's mm-hmm. also the hardship of finances. Yeah. And a lot of people like mm-hmm. that breaking news that we kind of just walked through mm-hmm. with just what's happening with jobs mm-hmm. and job losses and budget cuts and all that kind of stuff with finances, mm-hmm. um, how can Christians balance uh, a trust in God um, and his provision um, in the mm-hmm. midst of just this practical financial situation that we find ourselves in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's first is like, what what is the role of money in your life? Mm-hmm. Like, what is, what, is, what is the role? Is mm-hmm. it something to be worshipped and sought after? Because like Jesus makes it very clear yeah. talking about money, how, what money is and what money is not. And money is, should not be a master because it's a terrible master. Mm-hmm. It will have you beaten so, so hard and you'll have to follow it and you'll always want more and more and more. Yeah. So what, what role does money play in a believer's life? And I think it's a tool. Just like anything else God has given you, it's a tool yeah. for his glory, glory for his kingdom. Yeah. So finances have been given to us by God for him. And so uh, if you're like someone who's like, I'm in need, mm-hmm. uh, we can rely on God who is good. Yeah. That uh, Tim, I think Tim Keller puts it this way. He says, whatever is needed is never withheld. Hmm. And whatever is withheld was never needed. Hmm. Uh, yeah. So he takes it from his uh, book in, uh, it's called... Uh, Romans for you. Mm. I don't know if you've ever read those books. Nope. They're fantastic. They're like commentary, cool. like 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 this big books. Yeah. And Tim Keller just goes through the whole book of Romans. Oh, cool. And he just talks about how our God is good and he will always take care of his people. And he takes that also from when Jesus says, he's like, do the, do the, do the birds of the air mm. uh, care about what they eat? It's like, no, the father always takes care of them. The lilies of the field, they're always yeah. clothed. They don't ever worry. How much more does our, our father care for you? Or mm-hmm. who who gives their, when their son asks for an egg, who gives that kid a snake? Yeah. Right? Like he's he's showing how good our God is. Yeah. So clearly finances are given as a resource for us to give glory to yeah. him. Yeah. And so if we think about finances not that way, because I don't think our our because we what we want finances to do is make us comfortable. Yes. Mm-hmm. I need I need the money. I need that thousand dollars. Rent has gone up and right. food. I need to get food. I need right. to get this. I just right. want to live. Right. And be comfortable. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And yeah. I think this is why the spiritual practices are so helpful, mm. right? Like like fasting is a daily, re- or when you fast, it's a reminder of like, I don't need food. Mm. Like we technically, we do need food. We will die. Yeah, yeah. But what do I, what, what do I need most right now? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I need Jesus. I don't need financial security. What yeah. do I need most right now? Yeah. Because if I die with financial security and have no Christ, what is the point? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right? That's I need I need about. Christ, yeah. not, not financial security. So yeah. it's mm-hmm. first, I think it's looking... What is the point of my finances? Mm-hmm. What what point are these for? And then I think second, it's like the, the Lord has given us a mandate from Genesis all the way until Matthew 
and in, into Revelation until Jesus comes back, he's given us a mandate to work. So it's like God has given us a means of grace to work. Yeah. So we should work. Yeah. And so yeah. If, if we're complaining about finances and we're being like lazy and they're not working, I mean, that's yeah. not how God, God didn't make humans to be sit around and lounge and do nothing. Yeah. He's given them hands and feet and things and, and a brain so that we can, can actually physically do things in this world. Yeah, it's good. And, and I feel like, you know, obviously a lot of people are struggling financially. Mm-hmm. And I yeah. know for our house, we've kind of changed the perspective of money and of stuff mm-hmm. in general. Like, you know, this is God's dishwasher. Thank you, Lord, that we get yeah. to use it to so wash good. our dishes and kind of teach the kids um, all these different things. And so everything we have mm-hmm. is not ours. Yeah. And so God will provide us everything we need. Mm-hmm. Um, I talked to, I mean, I was just going to pick up my kid from school and I'm listening to all the conversations of all the people. And they're like, oh man, like I didn't realize we were $500 short of grocery bills. Mm-hmm. Like I, how are we going to eat today? And I'm like, everyone's talking about it. Mm-hmm. Everyone is stressed mm-hmm. and anxious. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how I'm going to put food on the table. Yeah. Um, is it because we've taken things into our own hands? Mm-hmm. We've gotten to the mm-hmm. place where it's like, this is my money and I can provide food and I can do all these things. And now things are getting a little dicey Mm -hmm. and we've lost, like we've just had our security in ourselves. Mm -hmm. I think part of it, and it's like the lack of community. Yeah. Like I think it Mm. it is such an essential part for like God did not save people like, yes, individually, but he saves them inside the church. Like the church is the vehicle of perseverance to make it to the end. Like we're not doing this by ourselves. And so often it was like, I'm short $500. Hmm. Sure, you might be short, but is God short $500? Hmm. Like God has placed people in your life to help take care of you, right? Like that's that's part of the point of the church is like you read in Acts 2 is like everyone gathered together and gave all their belongings. And so we're not doing that anymore. But like symbolically, like for that to happen, like we we still should be taking the... They were taking care of one another. Yeah. We should be taking care of one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So something I've really mm-hmm. appreciated in Northview is we have this care fund. Cool. That uh, we just help who needs who needs help from our body. Yeah. Because we pool our money together, and it's like I, I'm short rent. This circumstance, this circumstance, this circumstance happened. Yeah. Yeah. We'll help you. Yeah. And so, like, we first have to take care of the people who are in our midst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so are we are we too prideful to ask for help? Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so this is also one of the reasons why in our mission campus at Northview, we started this thing called the pantry. Yeah, where cool. People yeah. can come on Sundays to get a meal yeah. and to get groceries for the week. Yeah. Yeah. My uh, old church did that too, and it was amazing. It's so yeah. cool. And yeah. I've we've found that like grocery stores love giving away food. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's crazy, because all this would just go to the garbage. Yeah. And so um there's there's things out there. Uh, there's people, people, the community is supposed to really help with the, mm-hmm. the hardship of life. I know yeah. I've been through financial hardship and yeah. I have like parents who've helped me out. Yeah. And like, thank the God for that. Thank God for that. Yeah, for sure. It's so great. And it's humbling. Yeah. But we have to humble ourselves yeah. and say, hey, we're mm-hmm. not, we're not the saviors of our stories. Totally. We're not the main characters. We're all in need <laughs> and we're all beggars and we all need help. And yeah. so it's really important. One thing that my wife and I did, like we were in a lot of debt and we wanted to get out of debt. And we watched like Dave Ramsey did that whole thing and got out of debt for the moment. And the main purpose, you know, Dave Ramsey talks about getting out of debt is not so that you could be wealthy, buy Ferraris and Lamborghinis mm-hmm. and have all this extra money. It's so that you could be radically generous. Yeah. The main purpose of getting out of debt and having savings is to be radically generous. Mm-hmm. And so what we did 
So we started like a generosity pot hmm. and we just kind of, as a family. That's so cool. I and, love that. And whenever we find someone and it's almost like we keep putting money in this generosity pot. So is it kind of like random? Like kids have like money and then they'll just put money in there? Or well, we did it like just specific? on our banking, like just like online banking. We're just, okay, yeah. we're going to put okay. this much a month towards our generosity pot. Mm-hmm. And then it just made Michelle and I just like have eyes to see mm-hmm. and try to be really That's intentionally awesome. listening so cool. and looking. Who's in need? Who needs help? And all oh, these people can't get groceries. Okay, like, mm-hmm. great. We'll go to the generosity right. fund. So here's the thing. We haven't done that in a while. Mm-hmm. And I want to get back to doing that. And a lot of people are struggling to even be generous because mm-hmm. they can't afford to get something for themselves, mm-hmm. to put food on the table for themselves. Mm-hmm. So what does the Bible teach us about generosity in the midst of mm-hmm. hardship? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because uh, he doesn't, doesn't say yeah. that we should stop being generous if things are tight. Right. It's just we're mm-hmm. supposed to be generous mm-hmm. as believers. Yeah, yeah. I think because uh, I think sometimes we think when we're, we're thinking about being generous, is it's like uh, how much, like how much little can I get away with mm. that that I'll be still be okay. Like yeah. here, I did all my things. I've done like my mortgage and my car insurance, and this is how much money I have left over. And what can I do with it? And usually by the time we do all our our things and we put money in our savings, we don't have very much money left over, if any. Yeah. We're like, ah, I'm actually down 50 bucks. Yeah. So my savings isn't going to get that much. And it's like, we don't incorporate generosity into our like budget. Actual budget. Yeah. Right. Actually so, having a generous. Yeah. yeah. So that's what me and my wife, we've, we, we, we've started doing um, is like, that's just, that's not even our money. Yeah. It's, it's just yeah. gone. Yeah. And we're like, wow, things are tight. And then I remember being like, should we like reach into some of our like our, our what we give other people? And as soon as I said it, I was like, "Ah, oh, I am awful." Mm. <laughs> you know what I wanted? I wanted Netflix. <laughs> like, like, like that's what I wanted. And yeah. I'm like, "There's people who are like we're supporting people's ministry, and yeah. yet I'm thinking about what kind of things are like my luxuries in life yeah. that I can't go without." Yeah. Like that's not that's yeah. not good because I think if we look at our lives, we we have many luxuries Man. in yeah. in Western yeah. Canada. Yeah. We mm-hmm. have lots, and so I think God has blessed us. Um, we can go without, I don't know, yeah, Gouda cheese, yeah. Just get the yeah, just get the regular cheese, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, Gouda is so good. It's so Gouda. Okay, I'm a father of three, man. What do you expect? Come on, you set me up. You can legally say that. I can (laughs) legally say that. It actually gets more and more legal as you get more kids. That's hilarious. It's kind of like the cousins thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a full circle. A full circle. I actually wanted to touch point in that community because my my older sister actually just had her first kid last year. I am actually an uncle. Oh, wow. Uh, Yeah, it wasn't today. It was a year ago, though. (laughs) Hey, that's good. That's big. That's big for the program. He was late that day, but that makes sense. I was literally in the hospital. No. Um, and I'm like, man, I don't know how, I, first of all, I don't know how single mothers do it, but like, oh, let alone dude, yeah. people without a family and a church community to support yes, them. Yes. I'm like, holy smokes. Oh, Cause they man. have people like they had, they're part of this community group and they had like friends like bringing meals and they're like, we'll like babysit, like we'll take care of yeah. you. Like this just whole like swath of, of a church community just came yeah. around them and be like, hey, what, what do you need? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll help. We're yeah. here to help. And that's happening with us right now. Yeah, yeah that's like, so cool. It's amazing. Like, like uh, our meal train. Yeah, our, yeah, our church made a meal train for us yeah. when they announced that we were we had a baby. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of people who are coming to our house every day that we never met. Right, totally. They're just like Praise church God. people. Yes. I don't even know who these people are, and they're bringing yeah. like the most amazing meals. Christians just being so kind. And this one guy, <laughs> one guy came, and I was so overwhelmed because he brought like he brought ribs. 
Oh, and like, oh well, like, just like amazing food. Yeah, I do have a couple. <laughs> and you're like, you're like, shout out. I know you're watching because he watches the program. You signed up next week, right? Too. Like you made him like. <laughs> I'm just like, this hey, is every I'm Wednesday. Like, I told my wife, I'm like, can we have another child so that we can like get yeah. more of this food? Yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. like, just like, she's like, just calm down. Um, <laughs> but uh, I know Daniel's watching. Amazing guy. But he, I, he comes to the driveway and he's he has like toys for the kids, wow, coloring yeah. books for them, like all these different things, mm-hmm. just to bless our family. And I'm like, yeah. man, I'm so overwhelmed. He's like, what do you expect? We're the church. Yeah. And he totally. gave me a hug, and I'm yeah. like, "See, that's it's like no brainer for him." Oh, yeah. I mean, of Jesus. Jesus stuff. even says he's like, "You will be judged on how you treat your brothers and sisters." Hmm. Like, if we can't even take care of our own people, hmm. how yeah. are how are we supposed to be a witness to the world? If someone looks onto the church, yeah. and being like they can't even take care of themselves, why would yeah. I ever want to be a part of that? Yeah. yeah, we should be such a radical, generous community. Yeah, people are like, how do I get in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the fact that people look at the church and being like bigots or yeah. whatever kind of thing you want to mm-hmm. say you're like how are we actually portraying ourselves as yeah. christians yeah how are we living this out yeah yeah so yeah. it's like like there's so many like things that we can do to help one another yeah one of my mm-hmm. buddies uh young adult married totaled his car his fault so not getting a bunch of money for it and in like one week we got in just our small friend group we got a thousand dollars together for him to get uh the car fixed or whatever and i'm like and none of us had any money yeah but yet for some reason the lord provided in that kind of care yeah Mm -hmm. and so it's like this radical generosity yeah Yeah. and we got to do together and this gives me two stories Mm. the first one uh another family who just came yesterday last night um they have six kids and they have the seventh on the way wow okay is that the dream that's the dream right that's the that's the dream man but think of how many rib meals that would think, be. think about the ribs. That's think about more. the ribs. That's four more. The question is, are they doing it for the ribs? <laughs> no, I'm just Obviously. kidding. Obviously. <laughs> no, uh, shout out to the Martin family, though, because I love them dearly. But they came to the house, and one kid brings a tray of food. The oh, other yeah. kid brings toys. The other kid brings a gift for the little baby girl, Other and mm. dessert. And like, I'm like, they have a family of seven mm-hmm. to feed, and they're still wow. coming to our house and giving That's us. So cool. It's just like... We have no excuse. Oh, we have one kid. Things are tough. It's like, then you see that. It's like, no matter how many kids or yeah, how tight things totally. are or whatever, mm-hmm. we can still be radically generous. Yeah. Second thing that I think of at my old church, we did this analogy. The pastor was talking about the importance of community and how we're supposed to do life together. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got uh, our drummer to come and lay down on a table on the, on the, on the, on the stage, put out a table. He lays on the table and he gets like 12 guys to come around. And he says, okay, I want everyone to just put one finger on him and we're going to lift him with one finger. So all the guys put one finger and I'm like, there's no way this is going to work. And he counts to three and we literally, the guy gets air. He gets air. I use my pinky. I remember I used my pinky and it was close to his buttocks. So I feel bad about that. But uh, <laughs> uh, I remember vividly. It's PTSD. You didn't need to tell us that. I didn't need to tell you that. <laughs> Mateo, Mateo, if you're watching, I'm really sorry. Anyway, so I had my pinky. (laughs) It's Mateo. Yeah. Anyways, so we counted three. He's my drummer. I played music with him for like 10 years, so he was okay. Um, Anyways, so we counted three, and he gets air, and it's just like we all make a little effort, but Mm, when we do it together, you get the thousand bucks. When you do it together, you Mm -hmm. get meals. When you do it together, Mm -hmm. we take care of each other, Mm -hmm. and it's like we can't do that on our own. Yeah, we, we actually can't persevere to the end on our own. Yeah. Like that's the Lord has given us the church. Yeah. Like how cool is that, that he gave us a body to be with yeah. and to support and to be around. Perseverance is impossible. It's impossible without 
each other. Yeah. Mm. And 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 it, and I did have some questions about the church and how important the church's role is and how community is. And I'll just ask this one question just to hear your thoughts on it. But there's a lot of people who say, okay, the church. I like to just do church at home. Yeah. And we got really comfortable yeah. with that. And we talked about that with Brett Landry a little bit last mm-hmm. week. Um, but what do we say to people? Because yeah. if we're saying that the church is the most important, that's how we persevere. That's how we get to help each other and yeah. comfort each other and support each other and provide financially, mm-hmm. all these different things. But people are like, I just want to do church at home. Yeah. How do we help them? Yeah, I mean... Like, see the importance yeah. of actually being... Yeah, yeah. Hebrew ta- Hebrews talks about do not forsake the gathering. Yeah. Um. And so, like, th- this is something that is actually a command for us is to actually be in community with one another. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I I think I think it's just pressing the fact that it's like you can't you can't you can't continue like this forever. Mm. Like this this will not lead mm-hmm. to your spiritual health. How do you how do you love Christ but disdain His bride? Mm. Like, how is that possible? Like, if someone's like Luke, I love hanging out with you, but I will not hang out with you and Danae. I'd be mm. like, well, then you're not hanging out with me because <laughs> she's she's awesome. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's like the one who has caught my eye and is the delight of my eye. Mm. That's how Christ feels about His body wow. and the fact yeah. that you're not willing wow. to come and be with His bride. That does not make Him happy. Mm-hmm. Mm. That that gives me that lukewarm Christian. It's like you're in, but you're not in. You're out, but you're not out. What are you? Mm. And Jesus says to the church in Laodicea in Revelation, I spit you out of my mouth mm. because you're lukewarm. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, Christian, you will not survive if you are just at home by yourself in no Christian community, not with mm. uh, leaders who are helping disciple you and you're not pouring out to anyone and you're just being this sponge that's just sucking up all of this knowledge from your gourmet of... Hmm. online preachers, because there's great online preachers out there, right? Hmm. Like you can go to any church that has like online teaching and you're like, that's good. That's a good sermon. Mm-hmm. And it's good to listen to that throughout sure. the week or whatever. That's Supplication. great. Supplication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. It's yeah. like you have, you, you supplement this, it's, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. But when that becomes your regular yeah. diet, yeah. you will not be a healthy Christian. Mm-hmm. So I think the, the bigger part is though, is that Jesus loves his church. And if we love Jesus, we love what Jesus loves. Hmm. And as the more we grow closer to Jesus the more we will look like him. There's a great book called uh, by Donald Whitney called 10 Questions to Diagnose Your Spiritual Health. And he just goes 10, obviously, 10 questions. Makes sense. I know, it's wait, great. Wait. And it's like, uh, Spoiler alert, there's 11. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Bonus question. You wouldn't believe what question 11 is. Okay, what? <laughs> Doctors in Doubt Insiders, we'll let you know in a few minutes. <laughs> that's, that's good. That's good. The 11th but, question. But he's like, and in so many, it's like, uh, are you growing in your love for one another? Are you growing in your love for reading the word? Are you growing in love for the church? Mm. And so since Christ radically changed your life, he should be radically changing the loves of your life. Mm. Wow. Yeah. And so this is like Donald Whitney's argument is like, as Christians, we are growing. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much uh, agriculture uh, examples in the New Testament and the Old Testament of what God calls his people to be. Yeah, and so we are we are to grow and yeah. produce fruit, right? Yeah. Like you, you read about, like the fruit of the spirit: love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control, right? He he says those are yeah. those are fruit. Yeah, that's what that's what the Christian life is supposed to look like. Yeah. And so there's natural things that we should be growing to look like Christ. And so 
when we aren't, we have to look at ourselves like, what's going on? An yeah. online church will ultimately not grow us. Yeah. Like maybe there's times of like super sick and you can't be around people or right. whatever. Yeah. Like there's obviously things that happen. For sure. But For like, sure. You if you're healthy yeah. and you're able and you're mobile, yeah. it's important. Yeah, but even yeah. if you're not like mobile, mobile or able, like how can the church come alongside you and help so you're not just gone? Yeah. Do you, are you letting your church know that it's like I'm unable to come, but I want to be a part? Yeah. Like, are you because mm-hmm. like some people are so like they, they get upset. They're like, Luke, how come you never checked on me? I'm like, checked on you? Knew what? Yeah. What do you <laughs> checked in on you? They're like, you never, you never texted me. I didn't show up to like. I have like 70 youth leaders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, you didn't tell me, you didn't check up with me. I missed youth three times in a row. And I'm like, I, I, I'm so sorry. Uh, yeah. If I knew you weren't here, I would I would tell you. This is why it's important that you tell me you're not here. Yeah, Because mm-hmm. I would love to check in on you, ask you how you're doing, if I know you're not here or doing well. Yeah, mm-hmm. And so, so often we put it all on being like, the church should have reached out to me and known I wasn't here. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. good. It's yeah. their fault for not... Yeah like being there for me. It's like, well, well, let's hold a little bit of responsibility for ourselves. We're adults. Mm-hmm. We we can we can reach out and be like, "Hey, I'm not doing well." Or, I'm hey, not doing I'm, well. Yeah. well. How can how can you help? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what the church is supposed to do. It's supposed to help. Yeah, so we talk about, you know, we talk about finances and being generous. We talk about doom scrolling and we talk about all the misinformation and the bones that we're eating that we ne- might might need mm-hmm. to spit out. Let's talk just for a moment about the war and wars mm-hmm. and rumors of wars. Yeah. I mean, the Bible talks about how this is all like yeah. everything's a part of this story. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we shouldn't be surprised, but there is a lot of fear and mm-hmm. a lot of hopelessness mm-hmm. in a war in, in a world that's just on the bridge know. it feels like of yes. like this tension it, of it like it does feel like it. And anytime even the last North couple, Korea is going to send a missile my way. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it feels like it's getting more and more real. Yeah. Um how do we just encourage people mm-hmm. in the time where there's just a lot of uncertainty mm-hmm. with what's happening mm-hmm. in the area of wars? Yeah, and I, I think it's to what well, we talked about a bit about at the beginning. It's like when in times of uncertainty, what is something that is certain? certain yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. And and I think that's like the because you can't put our trust in world leaders. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't even know who's going to be like the president of America next year. Yeah, right. Or do we? <laughs> I was going to be like <laughs> this year, this year, baby. November. Watch out! I'm coming for you. I'm coming. <laughs> coming. coming. Watch out! I'm coming. Oh gosh! But it's true. There's right. so much. Yeah. There's so there's so much uncertainty out yeah. there, and yeah. we. I think uh, there's. Uh, do you guys watch Batman? Have you guys Which one? Oh, the Dark Knight, Dark the new Knight. Batman, the Dark Knight, not the the new one, Christopher Nolan, not the Christopher Nolan. Can you do any yeah. Batman? Oh, oh boy, he's, I'm he's everybody. That's... Everybody can do Batman. Okay. The real question is, can you do Christian Bale? Yeah, you have right. twenty four hours. <laughs> uh, but there's a. <laughs> you probably do the Joker though. Oh, that's good. <laughs> there you uh, go. <laughs> but to, oh, wow, that that's good. good. Amazing. That's good. I'm a dog chasing cars. We need uh we need to get one extra mic, and even if Marcus is behind Please. the camera, he can just do Please. all the voices. Like that random, perfect. That's yeah. so good. <laughs> be perfect. Yeah. Uh, what? <laughs> uh, Batman. Oh, Batman. Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, there's a scene in it where uh, the Joker is talking to, I think, Harvey Dent. Uh, in uh, the hospital, mm-hmm. I think it is. I could be mistaken. This oh, yeah. is this is a part in the movie that happens. Yeah. And the Joker is like, uh, when everything goes according to your plan, everyone's fine. Like if I say in the news, like, oh, there's hmm. uh, ten people who died out in uh, the war. That's expected because it's war. But he's like, if I blow up 
uh, a ship full of people who aren't supposed to die, everyone loses their minds. Mm. And he's like, we, we as people, we have, we think, and it, the, the premise of that is like, we think we know the future. Hmm. And when people mess with what we think is supposed to happen, we freak out. Like COVID was not supposed to happen. Yeah. Right. Or no matter what people are saying, the pandemic or whatever it is. Yeah. 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 Like the in, pandemic. Every, in everyone's <laughs> mind, like yeah, nobody, yeah. nobody was actually like, oh yeah, I expect COVID to happen. Yeah. yeah uh, I'm going to have yeah. a negative reaction. Yeah. It's going to be really bad. Like no one's thinking yeah. like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's like when things don't happen the way that we expect them to happen, we get so upset. Yeah. I'm not supposed to be single at age, whatever, 28, 30, five, 35. Yeah. Like I'm 27, to, I'm good. I got one more year. Right, but like, it, <laughs> close. This right? is the year, baby, 2024. <laughs> but, but this is what we, we say. It's like yeah. my plan was this. Yeah. I yeah. was supposed to yeah. do this. I was supposed to. Even right. having kids. People right. think, oh, yeah, totally. just, we're going to get married, have you know a couple years, and then we're yeah. going to have kids as if you can plan. Right. Having kids. You can try. Yeah. But like it's yeah. not yeah. going to happen yeah. necessarily. Yeah. And so like just uh, when things we have this and I think this is like discipleship issue is we for some reason have taught our people to expect certain things out of their life that my life is going to look exactly like my parents life. Mm-hmm. Like they got into the housing market. I wish I was at that age. Yeah, I but their house uh, cost seven dollars. Yeah. man. And they're like. <laughs> Yeah, $7 I trust you. You're was in real estate. I should trust your, your <laughs> yeah. opinion on this. But yeah, we think it's like, uh, like this is my right. Yeah. Like this is my future laid out in front of me. Mm. This is what's going to happen. Yeah. And then anything changes. You, we lose our minds. Yeah. yeah. Right. Just like the Joker says. Yeah. And so I think it, it's reminding what is actually our hope. Is our hope in the things of this world mm. or is our things in the fact that heaven's going to come to earth and everything's going to be na- made new? If mm-hmm. that's our hope, that radically mm-hmm. changes. Yeah. What we actually want from this world, yeah, yeah. If you're worried about real estate, bro, you gotta, you gotta, you got a nice place prepared for you in heaven. So you don't, you get your real estate. You'll, you'll get, get your, your real estate, you brother. get your, you get your mansion, <laughs> boy. You'll coming. get your mansion, boy. <laughs> be patient. Okay, be patient. But yeah. seriously, though, that's a good point because it's like if that, if we have a perspective shift and we focus on the reality of something that is very certain, mm-hmm. heaven coming down, if we just focus on that, then whatever we see mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. news or on the dooms, yeah. whatever, it's gonna. We have a mind shift. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, a great, on it, yeah. there's a great. There's a great podcast called uh, the, the Endowed Over. Show. Okay. The in- Sorry. The, the pour over. If you could just say the Endowed the Show just for, and we can kind of use that as Endowed like a show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like so different. It's like there's a great show called the Endowed well, Show. Well, it's like those. It's, it's like, like those so on Instagram. <laughs> there's those Mr. Beast interviews. Yeah. Where they dub over him by saying, "This is my game." Oh yeah, oh yeah, those so stupid ads. Yeah, they're so, so they're so dumb because they're just though. so fake. They yeah, mouth yeah. move and whatever. Yeah. So it's like oh, Mr. Beast is condoning this ad. Wow, this is his. You can win a hundred thousand dollars. That's Whoa, so cool. How do, okay, how do, pause. How do they get away with those ads? Like, how are they not immediately removed? Right. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> anyways, the algorithm. I fell from them every crazy. time, so I'm just like, this is amazing. Anyways, how much money have you won? Don't worry about it. We're lost. <laughs> the Nigerian prince promises me. That if I just stay the tr- stay on track, he has money. He's the <laughs> prince. It's just held up right now. It's just held. Right <laughs> now. Amazing. Okay, so oh changing our perspective mm-hmm. and focusing on what is certain, no matter what comes our way, yeah. we could stand right. on hope. Right, and that's why the the pour over is this uh, like five minute, six minute news podcast. But they always been like, no matter what's it's happening, called the pour over, the, the pour over today, the pour yeah. over today, yeah. and it's like no matter what is happening we can rely that Jesus is the same yesterday as today and yeah. forever. Like it'll always give our hope in mm-hmm. it and being like, try to 
clear, like, here's the news. Yeah. But as Christians, we are still to love people well, despite who yeah. is going to win the next election mm-hmm. or yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. That's, uh, that's like the good report. Laugh again. The thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does he do? He does. He does like a like a like Phil Cowley does like a breaking news segment. Yeah, but he just like goes he goes over like news stories. But then obviously he uh, he uh, shines the light of Christ in them. Yeah, but a lot of them are funny too. But positive news stories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's a little different. But yeah. Okay, so as we wrap up, uh, one last question for us: Um, How can Christians actively seek opportunities, believers, young adults, to bring positive influence um, and bring about positive change in their communities? Mm Um, responding to challenges with a spirit of love and compassion yeah. and justice. Yeah, I think it's first like think where is their need? Like what what is the need actually around me in my community? Mm-hmm. And then if you're like, I don't actually see a need. There is a need. There's mm-hmm. always need in this world. Mm-hmm. So ask the Lord, Lord, help me see yeah. the hurt. Where is their need in this world? And then second is like, what are your gifts and abilities? Like how has the Lord actually gifted you to it. It's like, That's well, there's good. a need. There's someone needs to build a house. It's like, well, I have no skills, but I'm going to do it. Being like, well, sure. That house is going to be sketchy. Right. Yeah. Like, sure. Could the Lord build a house through you miraculously? Yeah. 100%. The Lord, yeah. He can use all things for anything. Yeah. Right. So he could, but maybe there's something else for you. Yeah. Of like, according to how has the Lord like led you in this life? Mm-hmm. How has he, he brought you along? He's given you experiences for reasons, and a lot, a big portion of that is then to like not only to persevere in the faith, but also to help others persevere, mm-hmm. and to actually give back. Mm-hmm. So, with what you've gone through, what you've learned and, and and done, how can you then use those things? So, look for need, and then look for what are your giftings and abilities for those needs. Yeah, no, that's huge. That's really important, and I think we're so self-centered and mm-hmm. self-focused. Mm-hmm. We only care about our own needs and our own wants and what mm-hmm. we need help with. We we need to turn yeah. that around and say, okay, what's totally. going on? And that's because, what, yeah. yeah, and that's why we look at need first because if we just look at what our gifts and abilities are, right, we can just be like, well, that's not for me. I can't mm-hmm. do it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, look at the need first. Need need first because if you look at your gifts first, you're going to be very shoehorned into only certain things. Be like, yeah. I'm not that gifted. I'm not good. At, like so many people, it's like I'm not gifted with kids. <laughs> you can't what do you mean you're not gifted with kids like sure there's people who are very gifted with kids yeah, yeah. but i'm pretty sure you can have a conversation with a six-year-old yeah you can hang out and play with a six-year-old so it's like you don't need a spiritual gift right, right. Right. Like, yeah. do you not plan on having any kids like, <laughs> like this would be great for you to learn yeah because that's what totally. people tell me it's like oh luke i can't do high school ministry terrible with high school students so it's like okay so like i know you have kids like are you just going to ignore them those four years? <laughs> yeah. Kids, this is not my gifting. Go to somewhere else. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Someone else can help you through yeah. the high school. Like, yeah. You probably thought, like, you know, when you were doing, like, church online, it's like, I have a gifting in dancing. And so you're like, you know what? I want to, like, roll it. Ro- roll the clip. Roll the clip. <laughs> um, but you're like, I'm going to serve. Yeah. I'm just here to serve. Yeah. And I got my guns. I can move my body. I can I do can that. I can move my body to music. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> no, that, I love that though. Look at the need first. And if you can't see a need, there is need. Ask God, mm-hmm. what is the needs around me? What are the needs around me? And he'll show you. Yeah. And ask other people too. Like yeah. there's like mm-hmm. everyone is needy. Yeah. We all need, we all need. Yeah. So it's like, there's, there's going to be need. Yeah. That's a good word. That's a good word. Um, we appreciate your time, bro. No, oh, it's been a Thanks. Delight. You're going to, you're going to come again. You're going to be on to. third chair. I'd love that. We'll get Freddie in. Yeah. Uh, who's the young adults pastor? Young adults pastor. Yep. And so that'll be a fun time. We'll yeah. do that together. So yeah. we will see you again. Oh, and uh, awesome. for those who are watching online, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, remember to subscribe, like, do all those things. We are needy and mm-hmm. in doubt.
So we need you to do that. And we also need your financial support. So go to indev.ca. We'd be really blessed by your uh, encouragement and your support. And we will see you next week. God bless you.